Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to Sage Advice with Sin Sage. I am here today, very excited to announce a close friend and a wonderful human being, Miss Indica Jane. Hello, how are you today? Hi, I'm, you know, anything with you is absolutely fabulous. My day is beautiful. So, um, yeah, Indica Chain, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And I wanted to just, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, I'm Indica Jane, um, also Indica Fetish, straight to the point. I've been doing fetish work for over 10 years, a good decade. I did a lot of traveling over the last couple of years, so my reach has been getting out there, and I'm finally in a situation to start getting my production up and running. I've probably got a terabyte of content sitting here waiting for exposure, so get excited because I'm finding the right platforms. I'm going to start posting again. <laughs> Yay, uh, good, because... You know, I've, I've, uh, well, I've been with you for quite some time. The first time we ever met or worked together, um, your life and your limitations were much different and you've come a very long way. So I've always just been really like rooting for your success. Um, and I'm happy that you are in a situation now where you'll be able to like sort of hone your trajectory a little bit more. Like, you know what I mean? Me, me too. Um, <laughs> I feel like I did hold back for a long time. It's funny because I met a lot of people in the industry that would do like they they straight went into porn first. And then they would meet me in the fetish industry and they were like, why haven't I been doing this this whole time? Um, and then I kind of going backwards on that. And I started in the fetish industry and now I'm opening up my limits. I'm experiencing more things as I move along and finding the right things that I feel like I fit good in. So I feel it, it's different, but I, I, I'm glad to be where I am now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I think it's a really great way of moving forward to be, you know, to be honest, because it's good to start with things that are just like, okay, do I feel comfortable with this? Yeah, I do. All right. Maybe, maybe I feel comfortable doing something a little bit later. Okay. Trying it then. 
oh, I do feel comfortable with this. Okay, what's the next thing? You know, um, rather than jumping, you know, headfirst all the way right off the bat, it, it's, uh, it allows you to make sure that what you're doing with your boundaries are really what you want to be doing, you know? And so yeah. I commend that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I feel like I've been in the industry long enough and I've seen other people's experiences and I want to make it right. I, you know, a lot of people use it for a stereotype and I think that there's a lot of good in this industry and uh, I want to keep making that a good thing. Um, so as I move along, it's really, it's really interesting because I grew up in a, a nudist environment and I, I didn't go nude up until two years ago or three years ago or something like that. Whenever it was. Yeah, you, you are it was with I mean, me. <laughs> yes, that I mean, like, I feel like that's so important, like getting to open up new experiences with people that you actually connect with and not just yes. putting random content out there. Like, I like actually having connections with the people that I shoot with. You can see it yeah, in the scenes, like it mm -hmm. makes shooting and uh, creating all this artistic stuff for other people to see that much more worth it and, and you can tell so it, yeah it feels agree good. yeah so i i guess well i i definitely want to tell um the story of how sort of we got involved but um before i start there i kind of want to know like how did you initially get started um doing any kind of adult work at all any kind of sex work at all like you know, what was your first sort of toe dip into the world of sex yes. work in general and how, yeah how did that move forward so it, it's really funny we'll start with how I got my name <laughs> um I I was actually working for camel for a long time doing um promotions and a girl asked me she was working with me and she's like oh I have the second job at this bikini bar you should come in uh, you know, if you don't know how to do anything on the pole, I'll teach you. And I went in and I was so nervous. She's like, what, what kind of name do you want? And me and her were obviously really big stoners together. Yeah. So, um, she goes, well, I think you should be Indica. Like just, just Indica. Cause we just smoked Indica, like just Indica. I was like, okay. So, <laughs> um, I went on stage and I was so nervous. I could barely dance. I was freezing and shaking. And there was what, like two, maybe three people in this place. Yeah. And she got on stage with me and started having fun. She's <sighs> like, Oh, maybe you just need a drink. And uh, I was like, okay, I had a drink. And then I was like, man, I had never experienced heartburn before in my entire life. Well, it all hit at once. It was like, oh, you haven't experienced it before? Well, bam. Yeah. Um, she's like, brutal. oh, that's, she's like, that's heartburn. Here, let me let me get you some Tums. And she gets me like a sleeve of what I guess I think was candy because I eat the whole <laughs> sleeve. No, I, I couldn't make it through the shift because I ended up puking up all these. It's vitamin C overdose. So I totally, yeah. I, I puked. Oh, and um, that week I was having really tr a lot of trouble because my roommate couldn't make rent. So I, I was already stumbling and that's why I went for the second gig. Yeah. And, a girlfriend of mine, I was like, hey, I know you get random work sometimes. Uh, do you know anything? 
And she's like, actually, I've been doing this wrestling stuff, but uh, maybe I can get us a gig for, you know, 300 bucks. I needed 350 to not get evicted. So I, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I show up and it's a belly punching um, uh, fetish. Not, not quite wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So I had gotten punched for three hours in the belly by a, a massive dude uh, wow, for 300 man. bucks. Yeah. Oh, but wow. it saved me from getting evicted. And then my girlfriend finally got her check two weeks later but then couldn't do it the next month. So uh, when I was there again, they were like, oh, um, another model was like, hey, have you worked with this foot producer? And I was like, I've never worked with anybody. Um, and they're like, oh, I, I had a lot of fun with you. You should come to this shoot. So I ended up doing foot fetish, tickling, and I, I guess belly stuff at that time. So then yeah. it just, you know, once you get into a shoot and you start meeting other models, you, that's how it works in our industry. We just, uh, yep. it's all word of mouth and who you get to know. So, yep. Yeah. So, um, so basically you got started for, you know, economic reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and you were, you were nervous at first. It sounds like at least, at least on stage, did you continue dancing on stage at all at the bikini bar or you just shifted into the fetish work? Yeah, that was a one and done. Okay. <laughs> um, got it. Got it. Yeah, I I also uh, broke my foot to uh, like that same year, and I was no. like, "There's no way I wasn't good in heels before. I'm definitely not good yeah. in heels now. Yeah. So as long as I could just not have to walk far, I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were already kind of dabbling. Um, by the time mm -hmm. we met in, I guess that must have been um, August of 2016. Yeah, that was the last time FetCon you were at, right? Mm -hmm. That was the last FetishCon I ever went to, yes. Um, start My very first time I went to FetishCon was 2009. And then I'd go like once every couple years. I'd say starting around 2012, I kind of went every year for a little while and then didn't go for a couple and then they moved the venue um, to St. Petersburg. And so 2016, I went and I was so excited to bring Drake, my husband, because I was always telling him how much fun it was over there at FetishCon. Yeah. Um, and then so he finally came with me that year and it was a bunk. It was not that fun. <laughs> yeah, it got weird and it, it got real clicky. It got um, weird. It was, but, um, you know, it, it's event stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was just a little disappointing because it used to feel it used to feel less like a convention and an event and more like, oh cool, all of us like colleagues from around the country are meeting up and uh it was it's like a know, reunion. Yeah, it was like a reunion and it was such a fun party at the pool and the hot tub and then something about the venue changed like then it felt more like a convention event and it just wasn't as fun and there wasn't that same It wasn't sort of, as like, personable. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like the intimacy of the group just faded away, it felt like. But um, that's why it was so funny that I ended up meeting you there because I yeah. was like, I'm definitely not going. And I say this every year. I'm not going. <laughs> you know, fuck that event. If you want to hire me, hire me outside of it. But no, everybody gets the hotel rooms there and you have to have a ticket to get into the hotel room. 
So yeah. uh, that is actually how I met you because I was like, no, I'm not buying one. And Santiago was like, no, no, you're, 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 coming. you're coming to shoot with me. Because yeah. I had never shot with him before. I had only hung out with them. Right. And uh, what a, I'm so thankful that he did because I, I met you guys. Like, yeah, so, so grateful that we went. Despite like what a shit show that year turned out to be, like the fact that I met you, it's such a gift. Um, so right. yeah, when she when she mentioned Santiago, we were talking about Sleeper Kid from Sleeper yeah. Kids World, uh, which is a wrestling fetish site. Girls in, you know, shiny uh, pantyhose and thong, you know, uh, uh, bathing suit leotards and various <laughs> types of fighting and stuff like that um so yeah female combat Cartoony, wrestling very ww i love yeah, it yeah exactly <laughs> i miss i miss doing some of that so i get requests and then i i just don't have the setup for it <laughs> you'll get there you're on your way you've got your place now you know one one thing at a time you're definitely gonna get there um so for me, like when I met you and I knew what your limits were at the time and they were basically like just no nudity. Um, so obviously no sex, stuff like that. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's fine. At the time, like my clip stores were brand new. So I was really just down to shoot anything and throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. I still kind of do that. Like my, yeah. <laughs> my stores are doing good, but it's kind of like when I look at my stats, it's basically lesbian, strap on, girl, girl. Those are all the number one yeah. sales. So I, all the fetishes are kind of just, um, Extra. like uh, unfocused yeah so i'm like well, well somebody's gonna like this sneezing video or whatever so i'm just down mm -hmm. to do whatever other performers need but uh when it came to you everything was still new and i was like well i made a couple like make out clips so let's just shoot like 10 minutes making out on the couch there's no story or anything let's just make out on the couch and uh, and uh. you know and i was basically taking a risk because the thing about this industry is that even though our job is like being erotic and intimate and having sex and stuff like that, that does not mean that people know how to kiss. Yeah. And I have probably kissed and made out with hundreds of uh, women at this point. And the amount that we're really amazing at kissing is it's just a small number. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so I have to say the same thing. I've, I've been. Yeah. Like very, very few that I'm like, wow, that was actually like worth it. Uh, like really I kind of want to keep going, right? Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like you'll you'll see it if you're if you're ever watching like one of my scenes and the other girl goes, wow, and you're a good kisser too. You know, it's just like it's because it's so rare that you got to say something when it happens. <laughs> yes, but you got so, to compliment it. Yeah, so I started making out with Indica, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my God, yes. this is like one of the best ki kissers ever. Like it's, and so the, so not only were you amazing at kissing, but like the chemistry was there. Um, you know, you're just doing all these like little detail things that especially a lot of performers who are new and especially new to like making out and, and doing like girl girly type stuff, you know, like touching my face while you're making out with me and like putting your hands through my hair and like pulling me tight and close and groping me and, you know, stuff like that. And so we did the clip and I was just sitting there like with my mouth open, like, <gasps> like, and I said to you, I was like, you're a natural. I was like, I, I can't believe you don't girl, girl. I, I hope, I hope someday you do girl, girl. And swear it would be you. I swear <laughs> it was. So yeah. So then it was like the next time we made up was probably like a year after that. And then it was like, 
you know, I don't want to say that I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to push anyone's boundaries that don't want to be pushed. But I was like, explain to me why you don't want to like do topless. (laughs) And she's like, oh, like I'm insecure about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can I just see your tits? (laughs) And she's like, okay. And I looked Ah. and I'm like, these are beautiful, incredible, amazing tits. So I, you know, you need to do what you want to do for you. But as a, as a member of the world, like I would love to see these tits at any time. (laughs) On a regular basis. On a regular basis. So we did some content where you were like topless and we were wearing panties and stuff like that. And it's still, so Hitachi come contest. I have several compilations out now. Well, I, what am I saying? I'm the second one, (laughs) but there's more coming, you know, to this day, like even, it's the only one I've done where we're both wearing panties. It's still probably my very favorite one because it's so, it's so real and we're laughing and giggling and having such a good time and we're squirting all over the place and it's (laughs) fucking awesome. So that was the next time I saw you. And then it was like a few years later, I saw you again, but I think we did some customs and that was all we had time for. Yeah. It wasn't like our personal stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you hit me up and you're like, I think I'm ready to try just doing girl, girl. And yeah. I was just celebrating. I was like, how the fucking Luya. You're like, wait, when are you going to be here? Yeah. <laughs> how do we make this happen immediately? And um, I, I honestly don't, I like, I didn't want to do any other ones I was like no this one was like just good enough and it's been been hard for me to like fill that role with other people because I have such a good connection with you and you brought out I know such a good piece of me um yeah so we need to do more obviously but (laughs) I I can't wait I can't wait seriously no we need a part two but that was the thing so anybody who's listening and if you're interested the movie is called Rookies you can get it at sin-sage.com and so the very first scene is my scene with Indica and it was her first ever girl girl sex scene ever ever and (laughs) when you when you watch that scene like I I feel like you'll be shocked because again like you would never know that she's never done that before. It was just such a, and that's the thing. It wasn't really about like, I don't know, knowing what you're doing with the camera. And that's the whole point. Like it was just about two real people who have intense chemistry and attraction to each other, like having really passionate, amazing sex. And like, (laughs) and that's what I love so much about that scene. Like to me, I was like, this scene deserves a fucking award. You know, (laughs) I still think it does. Like, I'm just, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I'm I, hot. I'm, yes, I'm feeling I'm, it right now. And I'm just really like, I, even at the time, I was so honored, just honored that you would, um, you know, you would choose me to do that with first and right back um, at you. Yeah, <laughs> very honored. Are you kidding? I'm like, no, like, do you know what the sin saddle is? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> and well, do it again. <laughs> could you describe it for our listeners what the sin saddle is? Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> First of all, just the roundup to get to the saddle is enough. <laughs> but I mean, like, already was just drenched. But at this point, like, it's a slip and slide. Like the way she positions herself on top of you, you are a saddle. She is riding you and the friction between 
like I usually need more pressure, but at this point it was so sensitive and just the grace. Like you could have, you could have sat there and just, (laughs) I actually can tell you a story later, but just blow on it. And I would have just gushed. It was, I couldn't believe I was still going. I was like, yeah, you in that position. And then it, it just like, my legs bent back my, you know, I don't, it's a good (laughs) position. If you can do it right, it is good. And it does, I feel it takes a certain person to do it. Cause like a lot of people just try and it takes so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, making the vulvas meet each other in in some small way. But I do think too, that the little secret with the, uh, was the pan was the panties that you were wearing? I think that's what really kept you going because you had that pearl, that string oh. of pearls, like riding right up next to your clit, and so I just barely had to like rub on it. And yeah, you were just gushing. So everyone, Indica's a squirter, like <laughs> not not like a porn squirter, like a legitimate does not need a camera on to have squirt happen. Like it. Just <laughs> I mean, with the right person, I've I've been yeah. like. Oh, I'm coming, but nothing comes out, but it's really, you know, it's the right person. And uh, yeah, yeah, I do have a flow sometimes. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, it's very sexy (laughs) to say the least. I had a producer that was like, well, can we just do one more scene with you? Like, um, it'll be with a vibrator. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of make a mess. And they were like, yeah, we remember from last time. That's why we want to do it. I'm like, okay. Well, they brought their partner in to be in the scene with me. And they're like, hey, when I signal you, you need to move. And I start saying, I'm coming while I'm getting tickled and Hitachi'd. And all of a sudden, I start like gushing. I have panties on, but it's spraying out, right? Yes. And the girl didn't realize what was happening and freaked out because she started feeling all this wetness on her. And she stood up really quick in the scene like, oh, no. <laughs> like. She thought there was, she thought there was like an accident, not like a purposeful, sexy thing happening. (laughs) Yeah, because she wasn't paying, she was looking at the signal and she's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what do you need me to do? And then she feels this liquid all over her and she's like, oh shit. She stands up and she thought it was something like the oil bottle or something slipping. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you could totally see it in the scene. She stands up so quick because she's in shock of me squirting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, well yeah always uh always good to warn people if if that's a possibility <laughs> but it does confuse people so watch out there's a good a good signal yeah yeah be aware so so let's talk a little bit about um sort of your concepts of porn and and growing up and like how that affected um, your your Sorry, that life keeps happening. And career. That's okay. All right, is it in there now? She's got the little Bluetooth headphones falling out. My the big ones weren't like the vocals yeah. weren't working very well, and then the computer was crazy. But apparently, I have weird side sized ear holes. Same, I do too. They can hurt also. Yeah. Um. What was your okay, question? But, Sorry. That's okay. 
So where, uh, so when was the first time that you remember realizing that pornography is, a like sexual entertainment is a thing that exists on the planet? <laughs> oh shit. Like existing in general. Yeah. I, yeah. I know this sounds horrible, but I must've been about four or five. Um, my, me and my cousin were raiding her older brother's room and we found a bunch of pornography. <laughs> He's a total freak and I love it. I love him. He, he probably still doesn't know to this day that we raided his room like that, but really? Um, so what did you find? Like magazines or what? what was yes. It? Magazines and, um, VHS is at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. You know, um, I, I know people don't even know how a window rolls down manually. So I exactly have to laugh about it. Like, I know. That shows my age. Um, but yeah, and when we turned the TV on, it had the scribblies on it. This those squiggles. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and we watched them for a while. We were like, "What is he watching?" Anyway, that I that's how I discovered it. But I feel like, uh it just flowed with me naturally before then because like my parents would catch me like <laughs> I would totally hump the armrest of the couch when I was like young young they're yeah. like what are you doing I'm like I don't know it just feels good <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the edge of the chair yeah this is all I can reach <laughs> yes yes I feel like that's so common with women especially just humping the furniture like <laughs> and the shower so the pressure from the shower head coming down really yeah so would you just kind of like would you lay in the bottom of the tub or would you kind of like brace mm -hmm. yourself and yeah, just from the shower coming from all the way like it wasn't yeah, like you took gravity. the shower head off and used it. Gravity. I, we it. didn't. Hot. We didn't have all that yet when I was growing up. So, sure, sure. Um, uh, well, my dad was is is a plumber, and nice. uh, he just went for the simple things in life, though. So yeah. we didn't have that yet. A regular shower head, but it had great pressure because he's a plumber. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I. It was so funny. My parents still to this day make fun of how long my showers were when I was a kid. Because not only let's talk about me being a Pisces here, but I would like I would bring my my Barbies. I would bring like all kinds of things to like hang out with. Also, yeah. I'm an only child. So, you know, mm. let's talk further about <laughs> how I spent a lot of time in the shower and I was very interested with things in water. So um, I would say it definitely continued from there. I started teaching girls how to masturbate in the shower using the shower. Yes, head. I love that. You were like a um, little sex educator and you didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because it was like, oh, I was so young. I was like six, seven, eight, like still showering with my girlfriends. And I'm like, hey, check this out. It feels really good. Yeah. I'll leave you alone for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Focus. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> yeah, so you were naturally born with a curiosity, let's say, about your body, um, which, you know, so, so many people are. And what sounds pretty cool is that, well, you could tell me, was there ever like a moment where 
some authority figure like noticed that you were having these sort of self-exploration moments and like told you not to do it or tried to shame you for it or anything like that? I wouldn't say anybody really shamed me for it. They were like, that's kind of weird. Stop doing that. <laughs> like, don't do that yeah. in public. Uh right. That's, that's for your private time. That's for your private space. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to be really, um, I feel like, down to earth about it. Uh, yeah. And I probably pushed limits more than other people because I was an only child. I didn't really have any anything to really be embarrassed about either. Yeah. Um, I always ran around naked. I grew up in an, a nudist environment. So, like, it's funny that I didn't go full nude right away because yeah, like, a little bit. I, I grew up that way. I never yeah. like, I, like my parents have videos of chasing me through the house trying to get me dressed because I yeah. refuse. I keep taking everything off. So yes. um, I'm glad to like fulfill my childhood dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and can I be real? The best Please. part about being nude is your suitcase is so much lighter. Uh, so true. <laughs> yeah. So Being, when when you say that you grew up in a nudist environment, what, what do you mean specifically by that? Um, well, I, I grew up near a place called Caliente in Florida. Okay. It is a nudist resort. Um, yes. It actually has um, residents there. It's for naturalist it's a it, there's a bunch of communities down here so you could can, live there you could like pay rent mm -hmm. and live on at a nudist resort mm -hmm. there's oh, houses trailers um apartments and then some some locations have the resort separate from the living arrangements um okay. for tourists to come in and out and not disturb the community itself yeah um there's ones that are more just adult related um, mm -hmm. and don't allow kids. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's Florida. It's where everybody comes to just like not be insane. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, kind of. But yeah, like, so it sounds like you had sort of um, an enlightened upbringing with regards to uh a lack of shame around one's nudity and one's body and stuff. And I just, for, for listeners again, like I want to sort of reiterate that nudism and nudism as a lifestyle and nude resorts and stuff like that, they are not inherently sexual. Um, and nudism in general is not even seen as like a kink or a sexual thing. It's yeah. just seen as people who, you know, and I will say, like, I count myself as a nudist. Like, I really do. I just kind of I don't have a lot of opportunities to engage with that. Um, but when I do, like when I'm on sets and stuff, uh, even if it's kind of chilly, like I just walk around kind of naked because I'm like, here's a place where I can walk around naked, you know, and it just feels I, good. Yes, I, I love the freedom of not having to pick an outfit fit out for fucking yeah. things like having my own home now has like yeah. been such a relief i i forget that i don't have clothes on a lot of the times and open my front door i'm like trying to let my dogs i'm like come here and i'm like oh shit i'm fully naked so i'm gonna shut yeah. the door because i'm like on a corner watch just showing it off 
I'm sure my neighbors <laughs> love me. Um, I bet they do. It is different. <laughs> and that's why, do. yeah. And that's why there's so many different um, resorts here yeah. because there's lifestylists and then there's like tourists. You know, yeah. um, and then there's people who want to bring like the, the the kink into it as well, or make it sexual. But that would be like that's like that. a separate. There's a separate um, space for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the family really because the family ones do have kids in them. It's yeah, absolutely a, a community. Um, yep. They don't think anything of it, just like we don't yeah. really think of anything of people's hair color or the colored shirt they're wearing you know oh they're wearing overalls today oh they're wearing their dick with new jewelry today right 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 (laughs) kind of like the the vibe so it's not like I don't when I'm there I don't really think about it but you can tell when other people haven't hold on falling out okay So um, you could tell when other people are just like experiencing it maybe for the first time or just like not really comfortable with it. You could tell the separation. You could tell the people that are there for more sensual, intimate things. And you can tell the people that are like, that's their lifestyle. Yeah. Um, But that's why there's so many varieties of these types of resorts down here. So that's I I did a commercial for one of them, which was really great. (laughs) Exciting. Yeah. 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 Um, There's so, you know, I'm from Southern California in the desert Mm -hmm. and there's this really amazing place out there called Deep Creek Hot Springs. Um, It's technically in the town of Hesperia. And, you know, you can find directions. (laughs) I would love to. Um, God, I, I was like, yeah, I really wish I could take you there. Um, when, so, when we're ready, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's a it's a hike. It's like a two mile long hike, and you're going down into a canyon. Uh, the okay. worst part is there's this guy who owns the land like in front of the hike, and the um, the land of the actual hike is just BLM land. Anyone can go there as long as they want, or 14 days. But he owns this piece of land where you have to like park your vehicle and he's just a horrible, horrible human being. And he um, he tries to charge people like 20 bucks just to hike down there and back. Lately, he hasn't even been letting people go down there and camp overnight. Like I've heard horror stories about people's vehicles and stuff. So there's that unfortunate. I always look at it as like it's a troll that you have to pay to cross yeah. the bridge <laughs> to go to what this paradise. color? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so you go down, you hike down into this canyon, and then you come around the corner, and it's just this beautiful, like, creek. Oasis. I'll call it more of like a creek, but yeah, it's this oasis, and you've got some cliffs, like, on the sides, and then there's like a big rock island in the middle of this. And then on the other side are these three pools that are just, I mean, they're you know, 104 degrees. And when you're in them, it's like clear turquoise, like deep teal water. And the rocks are sort of shaped in these like seats and you just chill and it's totally clothing optional. Uh, and so there's this I'm one time that I was already. Yeah. It's so good. It's uh, I, I always say it's a spiritual vortex, um, <laughs> like an energetic me. Yeah, it's amazing. The way you're describing it, I feel like I'm already there and I'm touching myself. Yes, it's so good. So there was this one time that, like, I'll never forget. It was this young man um, and he had his son who was probably about 
four and they're both butt ass naked and they're just wandering around all the rocks and like he the dad's you know like showing his son like little creatures and little plants and things and he's fully like interacting and doing normal shit being pure like you know what i'm saying like yeah like i just i kept watching them like interact and, and like hike around and i just thought it was like the most adorable thing like <laughs> so genuine and, so natural so real yes. Yes. And to like not have to aborigine state. <laughs> yeah. And to not have to be sort of burdened with all of the this is what I like about like nudist areas. And when we go to hot springs, it's like if it's not a nude hot springs, we're very disappointed. Like we'll still go, yeah. but it's not as cool. Um because to, people are like, rude and judgy. Judgy. But when I feel when you're at a place that is clothing optional you are not burdened by those judgments like because it because the the atmosphere is fostered to be so judgment free and like yes you know if you're a person who's going to be in here you need to be okay with the fact that some people are not going to have their clothes on so everyone is and so you just you're not burdened by these like societal expectations of covering up and of hiding what the shape of your body to be yeah, all comfortable that's, around um, other people. Yeah. Yeah, I, to be comfortable around other people. And it's like uh, you get to actually just walk in there and not have any of that. <laughs> like I'm just comfortable around other people like and without having to have clothes on. And like for for me, for, for people like you and me, like that's so freeing. Oh, like when we came out to Key West yeah. together and there's a bar out there that's like fully nude and we already got drunk off Fat Rooftop. Tuesdays. Yeah. And so we go to this rooftop bar and I get up there and I just like yank my dress off. and like yeah, Finally. Yeah. I was like, yes, we made it to the nude, the nude dancing bar. And like you and me were just getting down and I'm pretty sure we were the only people that had our clothes off. <laughs> I feel like there was a couple others, but like you could feel like their intentions were so awkward, you know, yeah. like they weren't really fulfilling the situation for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it opens up other people when you're that it's, it's showing vulnerability, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, like I'll be vulnerable in front of everyone, the whole world. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it's, I'm ready to be vulnerable all the time. Like yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for experience. I'm, of course, shells come and go, um, break them. Like, let yeah. me experience life. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is all we get. Might as well feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great time. I'm so. It was like yeah. we were in our own bubble too. Like it didn't matter what was around us. We were free. Yeah. And we should totally go to this spring. <laughs> yeah, that freeing moment. Always nice. And so nice to share with a friend, too, to not be the only one. <laughs> I feel like me and you, um, we have those moments so frequently. Like, mm -hmm. we get to experience that with each other. And um, it's always so exciting where it leads next. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Agree. So, uh, so I do want to ask, what was it like when you first, and maybe at which point were, were you sort of discovering that you were definitely some form of queer? <laughs> and how do you I, identify? I, I would say that like, I'm a judgment free zone. So I definitely realized 
my queer state at a very young age. Like, I'm pretty sure I was eating girls out by four, maybe even sooner. Like, we, I played around with my friends all the time growing up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, it's so crazy to think, but with um, a lot of the sociology and psychology that I studied, um, just even in high school, uh, it had to do with a lot of um, children in its natural state, like us as human beings, sexuality is, is part of us. Yeah. So I never like put a label on things. I don't, I don't know why it was so hard for me, but like I, I, I dated trans, I, I dated people in transition I've dated males, I've dated females. I feel like I just was captivated by the person. And uh, we're all this, this human race. We're some species of something. And um, finding a partner isn't always like, I don't know. We grew up in these fairy tale, like Disney themed thoughts, like of what we are supposed to have. And I don't know why, but I was always more open minded and I felt more connecting with the person and not the things that made them, I guess. Not the, yeah, not the genders or what they had in their pants. Yeah. Never mattered to you. No, it it, like, I never even thought about it and people would try to label things and I'm like, well, I guess right now that's how I feel. But like, I also feel this way when I'm in this situation. So, I mean, I dated a girl for four years. I've had off and on relationships. Like I said, I dated trans. I, you know, I, it was those moments for me. And I still feel like these people are still very important to me and my growth. And I hope that they feel the same way. Um, I hope they didn't judge me just for being a female. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I- I've accepted kind of what I was handed and, Maybe it's because I'm lazy, but I've had my more masculine moments and um, I've had more feminine moments. I just don't, I guess I'm all over. I love them all. I love people when they are a good aura for me. They might not be good for other people, but when it comes to me and it, I, I mean, at the end of the day, what is it for? Like, you're the only one living for you. Nobody else lives for you. So whatever makes you feel good and whatever in that moment is making you better and making you see things different and growing, I feel like that's important. So I've never really labeled myself. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so well, I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that for you then. I'm going to let you sit there and be unlabeled, but it's interesting because you kind of brought up gender a little bit too. You, you know, you're like, I have my more feminine moments. I have my more masculine moments. I, I, and of course 
I believe that everybody has their feminine moments and their masculine moments, regardless yeah. of the sex you are or were assigned at birth. Yeah, but, no matter um, how hard you try to be one way, you still have yeah. you have a you're a human being, right? So, and I don't, I'm not sure if there are many traits that are like only women do this and only men do this. Like, I just, I don't think that's as you know strong as a lot of people like to pretend it is but do you ever have moments that we're expanding and experiencing things as equals which is gonna Mm -hmm. take time obviously because we've you know been in a perspective for so long but we'll see that we're all human and it's all in the situation that we put ourselves in and well that's that's why i like to say that you can tell that we are making progress because of how intense the backlash to it is mm-hmm. um but so do you ever think about your own gender in that way where it's kind of like you know maybe you don't feel you know 100% like uh i'm definitely a woman or i'm you know oh god fuck like how, how does that feel like have feel you feel like a woman yes <laughs> okay but so you you've never I'm... felt sort of like a non-gendered or um non-binary or moments in like in my that. younger years uh, I would say when I was more of a teenager, I experienced more of my masculinity at a different level, like at more at a confusing rate. I, you know, wanted to change my name. I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to go for a more masculine part of my name and I felt like my decisions were outcasted and it's funny once I started living in my outcasting and like feeling myself I ended up being more feminine in a lot of cases and I've turned out to be who I am and I'm very comfortable with who I am um yes dude if I had a dick it would be really really cool but that was not the card I was handed. And oh, but I, luckily you could put one on anytime. So exactly, <laughs> Dude, technology is great when it wants to be. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I give props. I really do, and I don't. I don't feel like I. I I wish people would stop labeling things so much. I feel it separates us even more. And I know everybody wants a label. Everybody wants to be recognized. But I feel like I've become more of an open person by accepting us more as a whole and not labeling us. It's helpful. That's awesome. Personally. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not pushing that on anybody. That was just... No, I, I love it. God, it's so beautiful to see. Was there like a moment in your life where you had these sort of... Wh- these coming out moments to your family, whether it's about your sexuality, sexual identity, uh, or the fact that you started, you know, doing kinky things on camera. (laughs) Well, what did that, what did those moments look like? So I would say, um, there were obviously a lot of goods and bads, um, for my family, you know, they're coming from a different generation, a different thought process, a different way of life that, they, they too are learning. And um, <laughs> it, it it's funny because they, they have their own things too, you know, um, even though they're vanilla, 
that comes with their own troubles. So when sure. they hear about me and my situation <laughs> is what they call it, like sometimes a situation. Um, my, <laughs> my mom found out and I was just like, she was so torn up at first. She was like, you're, I, I just, I thought you were, you know, doing something better for your life. Cause she's a bartender and She's like, I'll help you pay for the first two years of your college, just as long as you don't bartend like me. She wanted yeah. something better. Yeah, and, that whole thing. And there's such a stereotype. She didn't know any better. So yeah. I go, I, I tell her, because I was like, hey, man, I've been doing it for over a decade. <laughs> I was like, you've had a great relationship with me. Do you want to change it now? Like, does it really have to change your life. You get to make this decision right now. Like you can, you know, go on and ask me, Hey, are you safe? Are you having fun? Are you, are you being successful? Continue to ask me those things, but you don't need to know the gruesome details about how I tongue fuck somebody's butthole. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, she definitely doesn't need that part. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her this example because she goes, oh, I'm going to tell your father. And I was like, okay, cool. Now you can, we can do this. We can make it miserable or we can accept what has happened and how I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done and just avoid my shit. If you're looking stuff up, okay. You don't have to tell me your details because I don't need to tell you my details. So this is the example I gave her. I'm like, okay, my dad's a plumber. When he comes home from work, you're like, how was, how was your day? A typical question that you would, you know, ask anybody. He's not going to sit there and be like, fuck this fucking pipe broke out of this toilet. And I had a bunch of shit and needles and whatever else from this hospital <laughs> spraying into my face. I had to buy new clothes from the, you know what I mean? Like, or like the L ratchet joint and the O ring of the da 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 da. <laughs> like, yeah. She'll be like, you know, in shock and like disgusted and absolutely like, how could you? But to him, that's natural. But he, he's not going to sit there and say that. He's like, man, I had a rough day at work. I had to buy new clothes. I'm just ready to like Relax. take it easy for the rest of the night. And the, so I explained it to her like that. I was like, so do you want me to tell you about how I'm getting wedged? Do you want me to tell you I picked my nose? Do you want me to tell you how I made fake poop? Like what, <laughs> like what details do you need to know other than my bills are paid? I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I am so happy. So I've done a lot of vanilla work in between and I always wanted to have yeah. vanilla work as I was doing this but then I reached a certain point where I hit a transition that I honestly like only depended on this and it was shortcoming I wasn't paying very much attention but I've I've created such a great following my fans have been so supportive I don't blast my personal issues whatsoever to them, but they, even without knowing the full details, they're just super understanding. And yeah. honestly, it makes me live for it even more. I've never wanted to model. I never wanted the fame. I, yeah. 
I got into this and um, it's definitely the people keeping me going. Uh, meeting beautiful people like you keep me going. And it, <laughs> this is a business. I mean, this is a need. Everybody is human and sexuality is a part of that, whether you have it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's so it's totally okay to not have it either. You know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think the whole concept is like just keeping, you know, society at large uh, kind of like at bay from your personal self, you know what I mean? Like, it's just finding that place of being like, I think it really is what you were talking about earlier. It's like when you realize the preciousness of your life, when you realize, when, when you really realize that you're going to die um, and you don't know when, that's when you can let go of caring so much about what other people think about what you're doing with your own life. Like, yeah. That's what I believe. When you can let that go, you're so fucking free. Like, yeah. you are so free. Culture, man. I feel like culture yeah. has a lot to do with that. A lot of people of are course. stuck in the same area their whole life. Like, I know. Going to New York is so mind-blowing to me because I've met people yes. that are, oh, we have cows in our zoo. And I'm like, oh, my God, I drive by cows every day. All the time. <laughs> um, some of these people have never left the city in their entire yeah. lives. And that closes you mind. off. Yeah. It that closes that... you off to expanding your uh, available, oh like, awareness and knowledge and experience for yourself. It doesn't challenge yeah. you to, I, I don't know. The, the people I've met, though, are great still. And I try or to from get the them city. out, but they're afraid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's um, Going to Manhattan really is like visiting another planet for however long you're there like it's so fascinating and interesting um humans created that like it's crazy uh i would say so i've only been there like a, a handful of times mm -hmm. um but the last two times i i was there um i spent a little more time sort of walking around the whole island and realizing like, oh, you really can walk all around this whole island. Like it's not that big at all. And yeah, for me, amazing. it was just like, I like visiting this planet and seeing that there's this other there. way of living. But like, <laughs> how do people live in the shadow of these buildings? Like I was having, I had lunch one time and I'm looking out the window and it's like dark, but it was like the middle of the day. And it's just because of these shadows. Like you don't get sunlight fucking anywhere because these giant buildings are literally yeah. everywhere. And um, I'm again, this is like no shade at all to people who do live that lifestyle. Like I, I think it's, it's really interesting. But I think even people who live or have lived on Manhattan their entire lives would, sit, would be like, yes, we are different. Like, I mean, this lifestyle is different, <laughs> you know? I mean, they would say the same about, I mean, like, now my city is turning into a city, and it's really yeah. weird for me. And I was living on the outskirts, like, in the suburbs for so long, yeah. but now my outskirts are turning into part of the city, and yeah. just in four or five years, they're trying to turn it into a New York. Everything's going, like, uh, grid system and um are the buildings getting taller absolutely apartments stacking up on top of each other i i actually just yeah. did a petition to get an apartment not placed um near this uh, near where you like are a, yeah it's like a um little 
golf range thing. Mm -hmm. It's a putting thing, really. But they just bought it out. And it's now going to be a part of the electric company's backup system instead of it being an apartment complex. Because that would have added like almost 15,000 people to my corner of my street. And I was oh like, go ahead and build a backup center for the electric company. Yeah. Because then there will be security and, uh, well, I'll have a backup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know you're going to have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> it's right <So>. there. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Too many people, man. A lot of people moved here very fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of shit went down very fast. I mean, pandemic yeah. and then all of a sudden everything costs three times the price and people are like, I can't afford to live in this city anymore. Where can I go that, you know, is a place I might want to be. And it seemed like, yeah, Texas and Florida were big places that people were moving to. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it is what it is, but it's beautiful to see my city grow. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm still like, Oh man, I want to move out further. I just got my place and I'm like, Oh, it's overcrowded and I just want to move on. <laughs> Just patience, you know, it'll it'll grow in value. Um, but so what was the sort of like resolution? I mean, does your dad still not know? And is your mom like, well, I'd rather have a relationship with you than not have one with you kind of a thing? Or how did that? How so did that my up? mother, uh, it took her two days. Uh, she went through a depressed state. Uh, she, <sighs> the first thing she, we need to have a talk. <laughs> she <laughs> called me and said, so I got there and I, I walked her down to the backyard and she just started bawling and she's like, you're spread open on the internet. And <laughs> it's just my, my generation just shuns upon this. And I thought I, I did something better for you. You know, she started blaming herself and I was like, absolutely blaming. not mom. I was like, I was a paramedic. I, you know, I've, You've done so many things, and I—I I tried I, to play your game. <laughs> I did, and uh, it's not for me. I'm still finding things. I feel like you shouldn't just stop when you find something. Keep going. Like there's other things out there. I—I I feel like I've experienced so many things. My resume will look stupid to somebody because I always went for. Uh, something else like my resume is so scattered and random <laughs> yeah I'm like oh a hostess to a paramedic to event coordinator to you know it's all uh, yeah. all over the place so yeah um I like getting experiences and my dad is more on the side of are you paying your bills I'm like yeah and he's like are you safe I'm like yeah I get you know I'm doing really good and he's like okay Hope you're having a great day. You know, and mom is yeah. more like, mom's more like, oh, did you get wedgied today? And I'm like, are you mad that you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'll say it's sly comments to me, like behind my dad's back. Yeah. But, um, but it took her two days of crying in the bedroom. Um, and then because I told her, I was like, you can make this choice right now. I was like, I've been doing it for 10 years and it never affected you before. Um, I will fight for our relationship if you choose to be difficult about this. But honestly, I think 
that you would be more proud of me than disappointed if you actually knew further than your stereotype from your generation. You know what I mean? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And, and she and- chose to go that route. She, she gave it a couple of days and she's like, all right, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. So we're good. We just yeah. don't really like get into details. Like I said, I don't yeah. want to hear about my dad getting pooped on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I think that's kind of what it all all comes down to. I, I think for parents of our generation, you know, finding this out, it can be shocking because it's like they have this concept of what a pornographer is in their head. And it's mm-hmm. a very negative connotation. But they think it's the last resort or like yeah. there's abuse involved. And I'm yes. like, nah, dude, I'm spoiled as fuck. I have the yeah. best people in my life. Yeah. yeah I yeah. well, even if I didn't, like I still I still feel like I have a fight in me that brings me up. So like it's not about that. I did this out of my own choice. I was a paramedic by choice, you guys. That is yeah. not easy. No, it sucks. It, it, being there Horrible. for people's worst moments and now yeah. I'm there for their good moments. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing too is like, yeah, being a paramedic, not only, I mean, the emotional weight of that job and then you get paid like practically minimum wage, like a couple bucks more. And I people will be like, twenty-five when I started. Yeah, and people will right. be like, "Well, do you think that workers at McDonald's should make as much money as oh, paramedics?" Making more money. Than I'm me. like, but I'm saying no, I don't. I think they both should be paid more. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. If you're a paramedic and you're saving people's lives and you're getting blood and piss and shit all over you, and you're dealing with like the emotional weight of, I knew, I've known some other paramedics too and heard just like the most horrific stories um of shit they've had to encounter (laughs) yeah and i'm like so to be doing that kind of work and to be treated so thanklessly for it economically to be getting paid like barely enough to survive when you are out there saving lives like that is the that is the travesty that is the thing and so it's like no we should stop giving corporations all these millions of dollars in subsidies and actually help individual people and the laborers of this country but anyway i I stopped uh doing i know i I couldn't deal with the politics behind it and the way it's controlled it doesn't really help anybody like Uh the people that are there to help can't help you sorry yeah liability and then they're like but also but also don't get wedgies for a living because ugh. How could you? How embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess it is embarrassing when I'm like paying for a nice place to live and I have a car and I get to eat food that I like. And, you know, it's like. They act like sex work isn't a thing and that doesn't make it just baffles me that it's even a question because. Same. That is what keeps the human race going. <laughs> like, Well, and I just like. natural part of human beings is reproducing and uh but not just that not just reproducing Pim- yeah, people not like just to fuck <laughs> yeah it's part of our it's, it's like, just it, like it's we're animals where we're coming from we're animals yeah it's yeah sensuality is a part of us whether we're reproducing or not we're right. designed to have that and we're designed to stimulate that so like it's it's just kind of crazy to me that people don't think sex work isn't work 
because it's yeah. something people need. People need a service. People need they food. Just, you're going to McDonald's. You're doing, yeah. you know. <laughs> they just don't want people to need it. That's the main thing. They don't want that. Because <laughs> they get in cut. <laughs> we're still in that really awkward phase you know um coming out of that like we're not shocked anymore when we see a politician getting caught doing some kinky ass shit like it it's this i wish there was transition. more of that i wish there yeah. was more of that and then the news soon would it- be way more interesting <laughs> yeah but also soon then that's what would be normalized so instead of watching a bunch of people like getting shot to death in public, which we just had two shootings in a row in California that was one was seven people died. The other 11 people died. It's just like, like that is normalized. What I would like to be normalized is just like, Oh, look, this politician was getting kinky over here. Oh, here's another one. And to the point where like, we don't care anymore about that. I would love for us to not give a fuck about what politicians are doing in their bedroom anymore. Yeah, and actually what they're doing. Yeah, what they're doing in the fucking Congress room, what they're doing in their office to, you know, address this shit, to address people getting murdered in the streets every day. Like, there are lots of issues that we have. And, like, who the fuck cares if they're selling vibrators at Target? Like, I don't. That does not matter. What matters is, like, schools getting shot up and children dying. Like, that's what matters. So it's – they're just distracting us. Um yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. it's a game. Get, don't get me is, started. It's 100% <laughs> work, and I appreciate being a part of the community. Well, we appreciate having you as part of the community, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I do have a couple of questions, and I'm hoping that you will help me to answer them. Let's go. All right. Okay, so question one. Hey, Sin, I've been a huge fan for quite some time. Your strap-on and tripping videos have been an important part of my sexual awakening, identity, and performance due to the true, unapologetically lesbian, exotic nature of your scenes. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. I've, e- I've even got the same spare parts harness that you use. I got the Theo one, uh, so that's the model. And yeah. I, I never want to take it off, but I've seen you use the Jacques harness as well in some of your films. Which of the two do you recommend or is there a third option? What is your checklist for a good a strap and dildo combination? So um, this is a very sort of like specific question. And of course, I will say I get this question all I'll, the time. I was say, <laughs> already asked you this. <laughs> because I, I'll pull well, it no, right now. <laughs> she she must know, or uh, yeah, she must know because she already has the. Uh, well, she's got the Theo uh, <laughs> of the spare parts harness. So I always say, what's what's the strap on harness you use? Um, so it is spare parts. Uh, you can go to spare uh, myspare.com, myspare.com. But the, that is not a retail site. That is a site that will show you the different models of the harness that you can buy. And it'll tell you where to find local retailers of it and online retailers of it as well. So I hate to recommend Amazon, but you can find them sometimes on Amazon. But uh, you can also find them at stores like the Pleasure Chest, of which they have an online store. Uh, There's one in Manhattan. There's one in Los Angeles. 
think there's one in Chicago, maybe. But you don't have to physically go there. You can go to thepleasurechest.com. So, hey, you got the purple one. She's showing me her uh, her spare parts harness that she's got. So you're already locked in. You're ready to put on your dick and start stroking it. And that's what I recommend. First of all, I asked her the same question, y'all. It is okay. <laughs> I do not feel ashamed. I was like, well, you know, Sin Saddle is in the books, so she must know. <laughs> and uh, I, I messaged her and asked the same exact question. And I did go to, I went directly to Spare Parts. Um, yes, I use Amazon. I, I totally I, fine. If, if I can, I'll go directly to the sites because I feel certain ways, but <laughs> another conversation for another day, but I went to spare parts. I've had this basically since I've met her. Um, so years, cause like I asked her immediately, I was like, what, what's uh -huh. your favorite? Because like I, and I still feel like I haven't gotten the right use out of it yet. <laughs> yeah. So well, we'll I can tell I for another day. Yeah, I can tell by looking at it, it's pristine. I'm like, this uh <laughs> oh, and, and that was the other thing. I was like, if I'm going to have it, I'm going to fucking keep it pristine. And I, I I, try not to use lubes too much around it. Well, you got to use lube. And certain <laughs> lubes, but not ones that like will stain the material, you know? Right. So, well, here's so the... So good. Here's a little pro tip. If you do use like coconut oil as lube, for example, and you get some on that beautiful purple um, material, mm. when you put it in the washing machine, just uh, do like a squirt or two of dish soap, like Dawn dish soap. And because okay. it cuts through, it cuts through the grease, like it cuts through the oil and it'll pull the stain out. So it does. That's little... how they save those penguins and stuff. Exactly. And the little duck, the little duckies and whatnot. Oh um, <laughs> So, okay, so, the, but this, this uh, listener has the Theo one, which is the more thong style. And I prefer it just because uh, I think that it has a little more strength and stability as far as me controlling what the cock does. Um, I like the way the Theo like holds it tight up against my body. The Jacques harness is that's the one that you have, Indica. Mm -hmm. um, I like the Jacques one. That's the first one I ever got, so that's why you know for the first few years um, that that I had it, like that's what I was using in all my scenes. Uh, it's hot because it frames your butt cheeks and mm -hmm. it makes you <laughs> it makes your butt just you know it highlights the butt and so it looks great. Um, and also, I, I felt like it depended on which dick you were using too, for the control. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm gonna get to the dick next. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so because yes, uh, so that the what's cool about the Jacques is that it's very easy for you to fuck someone and get fucked at the same time because there's nothing yeah. covering your like butt or pussy hole, so. Yeah. It, that's a, and that's a real fun uh, playtime there if you're doing a threesome or moresome. Uh, so I like that one, but we've done it with the, where I'm wearing the Theo as well and just kind of like pull the thong part to the side so I can still fuck with the dick in front and I can get fucked from behind. Do you and it's feel really like fun. you lose control more because you have to move it out of the way? 
Not not really. I mean, I'd say if I lose any control in that scenario, it's just because there's like so much going on, you know, <laughs> like it's a lot going on. It's all here. Yeah. <laughs> but, Fair. you know, but if you are so- happy with the job. Yeah, it's it's great too. So yeah, it's more about like your aesthetics and your goals. So of the two, do you recommend or is there a third option? So I think I I like the Theo the best, but it depends on your you know your aesthetics and stuff. And there are other options. So if you do go to that website, myspare.com, you'll see the wide variety of options that they have. Um, they have a pair that looks like briefs like regular men's briefs yeah. they have a pair that look like boxer shorts they have there's just different options besides the Some two body frames differently i definitely exactly mm-hmm. and then they do have like the jacques so much because i've had other girls wearing them and it seems mm-hmm. to fit multiple body parts so as far i i don't have a variety so i might go get that first one that you're saying that you love so much the, <laughs> the theo, theo. Yeah. Oh yeah, I might try and get that, and uh, get it. We'll girl. have to schedule an appointment. <laughs> yes, show me how. Oh yes, honestly, because I yeah, I think you'd be I you'd be someone that I would love to show you, and then I'd be open to receiving from you because I do think that you would be good at it. I think you'd be great at it, actually. Really, and that would be oh, pe- people would love Ugh. that if I was kind of like training you to use it on me oh mind blown dude we just made the million dollar movie (laughs) honestly i'm on my way like i'm looking up flights right now yes (laughs) okay well now we've got projects in mind so um but yes so that's when it comes to the harnesses so please go to the site check it out see what looks like might be fun for you specifically um And then for the combination with the dildo, I'm going to tell you right now, the dick that I found, it is, I got it from the pleasure chest. So the pleasure chest.com and it is called the first mate dildo. So it's literally, you could go to the pleasure chest.com slash first dash mate dash dildo. And there it is. And you can choose sort of like flesh tone options. Uh, It's very realistic. Um, except for it doesn't have balls, which is kind of great, actually, because a lot of the times the ball factor on strap-ons, like, it's just extra. You don't really need it. And it just adds to the sort of, like, bruising that you can get on your um, pubis mons just from doing the strap-on. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's it's realistic texture. It's firm, but not hard. Uh, it's uh, the texture, like the little bumps for like veins and stuff are so delightful for the inside of a vagina. Um, I can't, I can't speak to the inside of a butthole cause I haven't had it in my butthole, but I have had it in my vagina and it feels really good. Um, so it's just, and that just has like a nice round base that's big enough to keep it in the strap on and it's firm enough to where it doesn't pull out the strap on hole from the front. Like, it's just perfect. So yeah, like the, you know, the harness, the, the spare parts harness with the first mate dildo, it's, it's not too big, but it's not small. It's such a nice, perfect size and, and everything about it. That's so important. Like a lot of people are like, well, why do you, why wouldn't you want to get it as big as you can? And I'm like, because I want to fit it in other places. Like, anatomy <laughs> doesn't go that far, and I don't have to impress anybody. Like, yeah. I am fine with having like regular sizes or smaller sizes because yes. then 
when I do feel risky enough to do it in my butt, I can you can just it. do it in your butt. But <laughs> <laughs> if I had it too big, I'd be like, "Fuck that! I ain't doing that shit. I'm not trying to rip my butthole today. I still have to poop tomorrow." Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone get a bidet. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so definitely go check out that, uh, the first mate dildo at thepleasurechest.com. It is just, I mean, I'm looking at the picture right now, even though it's, it's my dick. It's when I strap it on and I stroke that cock, it feels so a part of me. Uh, it's so easy to connect to in that way and really feel like it's a part of you. So that's, that's my favorite. That's my dick um, recommendation, my dong recommendation there. I don't know if you heard me typing, but I was making notes. But you were what? Making notes. Oh, yes. Make those notes. <laughs> it's in my wish list it's amazing. Right now. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right. And question number two. All right. Uh, I am an 18-year-old woman, and I have never had sex with a soul. I feel no physical attraction to be conquered by the male gender. And I would like to think that maybe it's because I haven't been exposed to the act itself in the truest form, meaning by choice. But I do have a desire to be with a woman. You have beautiful expertise, and I wish to learn from you if you don't mind me saying so. I dearly hope you will not mind me contacting you, but if you have sex with a man, does it eliminate the feelings of wanting to be with a woman? Any form of advice will help. That's from Jay. Wow. So what do you think? Thank do you, you think Jay? Having sex with a man eliminates you wanting to have sex with a woman? Nope. I don't think so either. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'll even tell the man, I'm like, oh, right now, couldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome if a girl was just sitting on my face oh my right now? And what if you could go in her while I'm, I'm eating her? And then what if you go, like, I start thinking of all these things. So, yes. like, no. Honestly, no. like if that's like one of your things, that's your thing, like embrace it. Yeah. And it's okay. Like if you are with the other gender and you're thinking about it, maybe they're thinking about it too. Like it depends on the moment. Like sometimes I don't feel like even expressing it or I'm too into the moment that I'm in to think about other things. But if I have plenty of time and it's been going on for hours, I'll fuck yeah tell you how like I would love a girl to be sitting on my face right now or <laughs> I would love to see you inserting a girl right now or playing with another girl. Oh my god. Like I have definitely a fascination for femininity. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate it. Like I yeah. I just um I think it nurturing values are there you know mother nature yada 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 I think it's important and I it's so attractive to me and I don't think it will ever not be a part of me to find it fascinating and um when I appreciate something like it it it's a thing so <laughs> so it sounds like I actually get a couple different things from this question. Um, it sounds like there's, if I'm please. I hope I'm not reading too much into this, but it does sound like there's been some trauma when it comes to men. 
that that can that can put a bad taste in your mouth too, to say the least. Um, but like, you know, I've I think had bad incidents with women too. Like, absolutely, um, it goes both yes. ways, hundred yes. percent. So women can like, also be they can also be predators. They can also be cruel. They can also um, be uh, violent. Yeah. So there's that. But you I mean the fact that you say you feel no well, you say you feel no physical attraction to be conquered by the male gender. I'm not sure if that's saying the same thing as I feel no physical attraction to a man at all. Um yeah, I'm wondering kind of, if you feel a sexual attraction to dominating a male. Right. Like what if you were the one conquering the male gender? That's always a possibility. Um but it sounds like, yeah, you've never um, chosen, you know, you've never had sex based on your desire to do so with another human being. Yeah, chosen. But it does say that, you know, you have a desire to be with women. You said straight out, I have a desire to be with a woman. So, you know, I guess my advice would be have well, what's stopping sex, you i think have like, sex with a woman with yeah a question. yeah so the question what's stopping yeah. you from trying this experience like i said earlier like you only live for you nobody yes. else gets to live for you and some things that make us feel good can be toxic um sure. i definitely agree with that uh there is a healthy balance with things and finding what is right for you in the moment um what was right Absolutely. for me back in the past might not be right for me right now um i may have played more riskier games but now i'm more experienced it it, it all comes down to experience and how you choose to handle it and ultimately, you want to choose what's going to better you ultimately, you know, to yes. progress and succeed and whatever life handle hands you, you know? Yeah. And to find joy. I feel yeah. like so much of life is like grind culture, get your money, buy the things, have the stuff. Like there's so much focus on that that like people even forget to feel joy and to explore like what brings me joy. And yeah. so, you know, the end of your question, Jay, it's basically like, it sounds like you are trying to fit yourself into this box of heterosexuality, perhaps when you are 18 years old. I mean, you are freshly an adult and you have there's a lot of experiences still left to yeah, hold so much in your future. And so what I love is that, you know, maybe right now you don't feel any attraction to men and maybe that means you're a lesbian. And that's a wonderful thing to celebrate. Like if you're a lesbian, fuck yeah, beautiful. Like go be the best lesbian you can be. But mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're bisexual or something, that's something you can explore too. And also, maybe right now you are a lesbian, but maybe 10 years from now you start feeling attracted to a man and you want to try that out. Like, what I think is happening a lot for young people these days, especially in, in the LGBTQ community, is that everyone is like very, very fixated on finding their labels. What is my sexuality? What is my gender identity? Yeah. I need to figure this out. I need to have all the the uh, names of all these things, these identities at the list that I, you know, wear on my shirt that I walk around in the world with. Yeah. Almost and fixating on trying too hard to 
to be different, but also recognize it's, it's crazy. Or, Labeling is a very scary thing. Yeah. And I mean, we're trying too hard to find your identity without, and I mean, I think it's good to explore identities and try on, you know, different sweaters and see which one fits best, but mm -hmm. also understand that like, it's a sweater. It's not a fucking concrete box to track it doesn't live in. your life like it doesn't yeah. choose what you end up doing you get to choose good for you just do what feels good and do what you like and you know what else you know you say i'm 18 i've never had sex with a soul maybe you're not ready to have sex with a soul regardless of their gender maybe you and whoever need it is is gonna be super fucking lucky absolutely absolutely <laughs> but i i just i I I have trouble with the idea that we need to, you know, as soon as we can, like stick ourselves in the concrete box and be that thing forever. Yeah, I label think, ourselves before we even get a chance to try anything. Yeah, I think it's better to just like, you, you know, do what, like follow your heart <laughs> to be cheesy, like follow your, yeah, you know, true. your intuition, like where is your desire pulling you? If your desire is pulling you away from men and towards women, then go that way. Go towards women. Because I guarantee you that having sex with a man is not going to eliminate your feelings of desire for women. That's mm -hmm. just not going to yeah, happen. I um, I when, I first, <laughs> when I first started dating my, the, my husband, you know, we had a few dates and we started getting really serious, um, like pretty quickly. And I was like, mm -hmm. here's something like, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, you need to understand that I will always have a need to be with women. So yeah. even if like my career changed for some reason, I promise you it's not going to, but let's just say, <laughs> uh, I, I said the same thing. It's so crazy. I'm like, if my career changed or whatever, like however we end up going down this path of life together, like one thing that's never going to leave me is my need to be with women. So not in a relationship, but like I need to have sex with women. Like, mm. and it sometimes it's a very long time it's period that goes in between. <laughs> yeah, right. It's our like literal fetish. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's like a part of my, it's a big part of my identity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is something that like I need. Um, and it's not like I need it every time. I don't need it to have an orgasm. I don't need it, um, you know, like once a week or something. It's just that like, you know, if I, I go like many, in my life. I need it in my life. If I go many, many months without the opportunity to be with a woman, I am just feeling like, oh my gosh. Well, I'll even say, I think I, I did some work in October and then in November I had like a personal um, journey that I went on. And then I also, and I got COVID right after that. And then I, and then in December uh, I went somewhere too where I did something. I can't remember what it was, but so I didn't do a scene with another, uh, I didn't do a scene November and December. And that was like two and a half months before AVN happened. And I finally did some scenes again. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Lady. Yeah. It's so I relieving. needed that. Like, so, yeah. Like this, it's almost a void. I feel like yeah. when I go a long time without having that female interaction, it, it is yeah. true to me. I, I don't think it will help. Um, it, it's not like a help thing. Like if you're trying to get rid of it as like it's a problem, I right. don't think it's a problem. I think not. it's something that you're trying to explore and you don't know how to reach it. 
And the question might be maybe not exactly what you were trying to ask for. You know what I mean? You, I feel like you know the answer to this. Like sleeping with a man isn't going to solve your problems because you already have it set in your mind before, before you even do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's, again, it's like, you're not asking for permission to be with women, but if you are, I'm granting it to you right now. Hey, I celebrate you. Let <laughs> us know how it goes, though. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> Earlier, yes. That's right, Jay. So I, I hope that this has helped uh, clarify some things for you, uh, at least with regards to feeling free to explore your sexuality and where, de- where your desires are taking you. Uh, and just as I started the segment with, I, you know, I would love to hear back from you if, if you, uh, decide to, you know, go explore those routes and see yeah, how you feel and see what brings you joy. I would love to hear about that. Um, God, it might start a kinky adventure for me. I don't know. <laughs> oh yes. All right. So we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, such a lovely conversation, Indica. Thank you so much for talking to me and sharing your stories uh, from your life. That means so much to me and to all of and our listeners. I just say it to you because uh, this is absolutely a privilege. Um, what an opportunity. Thank you so fucking very much (laughs) for everything. I mean, just meeting you from day one, uh, all of these things have collected (laughs) and uh, being on this podcast with you has just been amazing. I'm glad I got to share this with you and everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, same. I just, I, I love you to death. I'm so grateful we got to meet and yeah, you're just an awesome friend and we're going to do it again. Yes, I, I cannot you. wait. I cannot wait. Uh, so before we go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you to interact with you and find your stuff to spend money on you and support the oh, work yeah. that you do? Yeah, send your money. I've got cash app. You know, it's just the money sign. With <laughs> Indica Fetish. Everything is basically Indica Fetish. Twitter, at Indica Fetish. Uh, OnlyFans. Indica Fetish, uh, you can email me, indicafetish at gmail.com, and we can coordinate with customs and sessions and chats. I even have Sex Panther where we can chat about your fantasies at any time. Uh, I really enjoy making customs. Now that I have my own space, I actually have it more readily available. So please give me all of your ideas and we'll start making it happen because I want to get my store up and running and give you guys all the things that I've collected over the <laughs> Yes, we want that too. The fans and also are hungry. to go see Thin Sage taking sponsorships now. <laughs> That's right. I uh, would love to make more customs with Indica and I definitely will. So if you want customs, that just gives us more motivation to get together again. So you know where to go for that. We should just try all these strap-ons on and um, uh, also the dildo you were talking about. Yeah, we're going to – we already got our own things we're going to make on top of the (laughs) customs. Let's go, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's season for loving all the time. 
That's right. Love and season. Thank you so, so much, Indica, for being on again. And thank you so much to all my listeners for being with me. Uh, the, you know, the first episodes have already dropped and people are downloading and streaming. And I'm so excited. So please, please, please tell your friends who you think might need to hear this um, or anyone who you think might enjoy it. And let's get that going so we can get some sponsorships someday. <laughs> yeah. sponsorships. Send it. And um, thank you so much for listening. If you have a question that you would like uh, us to answer here at the Sage Advice Podcast, please send it to sinsagepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you spell sin with two N's. And I hope you all know where to find me. Got a link tree slash sinsage. That's a good place. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, thank you for listening. And I hope you all have just a beautiful day and night and all your dreams come true. Bye. Yay. Bye. Bye.